to the latest episode of the Odds On Podcast, your home of football and sports betting. My name's Dan Tracy, and for the next 45 minutes, I'm joined by two top guests as we dissect all the numbers, look for the value, and find those long shots before this weekend's football action. As I say, it's not just me on the show today, so before we start waxing lyrical about wagers, let's get the introductions out of the way. First up, I'm joined by Craig Jones. Craig, it's a pleasure to have you on the show once again. How have you been these past few days? Hello, mate. Yeah, um, back in the World Cup spirit after those uh, two semi-finals, it sort of perked me up a little bit. Uh, maybe, maybe the first one wasn't the best game to watch in the world, but the second one last night, Morocco and France, thought was a really good game. Um, so, yeah, back in the World Cup spirit and looking forward to uh, what should be an absolutely brilliant final on Sunday. I'm glad to hear you're back on board. And last but certainly not least is Jamie Brown. Jamie, I hope all is well. How have you been since we last spoke? Yeah, all good. Thanks, Dan. And obviously, despite the allegations that I'm a French fan, um, I'm, I'm still gutted that last night England weren't in action. Um, obviously, that just is so painful, kind of how well we looked throughout the tournament that we didn't get to that stage. But look, still two good games to kind of look back on. And now we've got a big final to, to kind of look ahead to. You know, coming into this episode, I found it really difficult to kind of separate these two teams. Um, and yeah, I think it's going to be a really good game. I think there's, you know, some great stories from that final that, that can be hap- that can happen. Um, can Messi finally get that World Cup? And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to discussing whether whether he can finally get over the line and do it. Yeah, we're certainly get, going to discuss that and a whole lot more in this episode. And that's all the intros out the way. So let's get down to business. And of course, before we start, wherever you bet, check first with freebets.com, your best place for offers, tips and insight. And from a social media point of view, if you're placing any bets this week, let us know via the Odds On podcast hashtag, and who knows, we may be discussing your winners on next week's show. OK, where should we start first? Let's have a quick look back on the semi-finals. And Craig, as far as Argentina are concerned, they made rather light work of Croatia in the end. Yeah, I think it were a bit of a disappointing game for the neutral, really. Um, Croatia never really got going in that match at any point. I won't say that Argentina were sort of spring chickens, but... They made light work and, and they looked the fresher, younger team compared to Croatia. I think the sort of prediction that we've had for ageing Croatian legs has finally come good after many, many times of mentioning it. Um, and, in, and in the end, yeah, the, just, there was just that yard of extra pace and, and that bit of extra quality that Argentina showed. I think I'm not going to go mega overboard. I, I genuinely think that game was a 50-50 split between Argentina being very good, uh, Messi in particular, and also Croatia being bang average and tired. So I'm not going to go completely overboard. I do think it was a good Argentina performance, but aided by Croatia being average and, and tiring themselves. Now, Jamie, Lionel Messi may have scored only one goal on Tuesday, but he's now level in the golden boot charts. Could you argue he now has the momentum before Sunday? Yeah, I mean, look, he's obviously had just this phenomenal tournament. It's just amazing to see, you know, age 35 and he's, you know, he's still doing what he what he's doing. Um, you know, again, he just has been sensational. And again, it was another man of the match award for him. Um, but look, he's, you know, kind of at his age to be able to have dragged what, I, in my opinion, has been a fairly underwhelming Argentinian side. I, I really was liking the look of them over the past year in terms of going on to win this competition. 
But kind of seeing him in the group stages, I was really disappointed with, with how they played. But look, he's, he still managed to drag this team through the group stages following a difficult start. Then he's managed to get through, you know, all these rounds. And, you know, he has almost been that real big factor. Um, and not only that, he, he kind of seems to be a guy that these players are fighting for. Maybe, you know, they haven't been playing the best, but it's it seems like with this Argentinian side, it's that desire to get over the line. You know, they want to win this World Cup. They want to do it. Lionel Messi, they've got this big hope now where it's this guy's final chance at winning this trophy. He's one of the, he is, in my opinion, the greatest player of all time. And he needs that World Cup trophy. And, um, you know, these players look like they're playing for him. Um, but as I said, you know, he, he is really that leading light in this team. He really has dragged them through. Um, so, yeah, it does feel like the momentum is with him now. Obviously, he is that leading goal scorer with five. He does lead the way, of course, now, given that he's got more assists than Mbappe. So he's just got the edge. Um, and do you know what? I think you can see him scoring in the final. Just the form that he's been in, the way he's been stepping up for Argentina, I think that's the big thing. You know, maybe in past competitions where, you know, in, the, in those really big moments, he hasn't quite been able to step up. But um, I think now he, he really has. And you can see in this big game, this one last final game, that, that you you would not bet against him kind of really going and scoring. So, um, yeah, I think you probably just about give Messi the edge now, given that he's got more assists and given that you probably see him scoring on the weekend. So, um, yeah, I, I really hope he does do it. I just think, as I said, he is, for me, the greatest player of all time. I would love to see him finally get that trophy. And uh, I think he'll do so with the golden boot. Well, Craig, as for France, it's fair to say that additional quality shone through in the end and that early goal on Wednesday night was what us neutrals exactly didn't want. Yeah, it was exactly. You put it right. Um, I think if we uh, sort of think back to when people were watching this game, anybody who's listening to this episode, you will have thought before that game, the last thing that we need is an early France goal. And that's exactly what we got. And, and to me, it really sort of sucked the, the life and the enthusiasm out of that game for me. It came back a little as Morocco got back into the game towards yeah. the end of the first half. But there was always the feeling that France had done the one thing that none of us wanted them to do from from a neutral perspective. Obviously, Jamie's not looking at this from a neutral perspective like me and you are. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, so, so Morocco after that have really got no choice but to open up and, and, and to attack. And, you know, fair play to Morocco. Let's give them a bit of credit for what they did. Uh, they showed us that their game isn't just all about winning with a clean sheet and, and sort of defending what they've got. They, they did come out, they did create chances. But ultimately, like you said... They've just not quite got that quality to go through. I think if you put a, a good quality striker in their team, then it's a completely different game altogether. And, and I think they would have really, really caused France problems. Um, France looked good again going forward, but the point that we've sort of mentioned over maybe the past two or three podcasts now about their defence was really emphasised again. Uh, France are a, are a very good team and they've got injuries, but they are quite average defensively. And the worry, if I'm French like Jamie is how they will cope with Lionel Messi running at them on Sunday and what are they going to do? Because you can say you can try and mark him out of the game, but who marks him out of the game? Because this, this French team has shown last night and in the past they're good going forward, but defensively I've, I've still got questions, I'm afraid. Then again, Jamie, Morocco certainly created chances, as Craig alluded to there. A lack of cutting edge stopped them making further history in Qatar. I mean, Lloris tipped that shot onto the post. They should have scored in the dying seconds where somehow the ball stayed out. So it wasn't for the, the want of trying. They certainly gave France a test. Argentina certainly going to give them more of a test on Sunday. 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, look, for me, I, I really do like this French defence. Um, I think they have made it times a tougher opposition. Maybe you could argue that they have kind of rode their luck in the last two matches. Um, it does feel as though England and Morocco kind of were lacking that, that kind of killer instinct at times. But I do also believe there is a sense that maybe the way that, that France are all so well organised in defence um, and they're able to kind of limit the, the real quality of chances they're giving to the opposition as well. So maybe it does feel as though Morocco and, and England have those opportunities to score, but the way the French are set up, they're able to kind of really limit how, how good those quality of chances are. And, um, you know, we saw there was never really times when Morocco looked like they were going to score, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we saw as well, they defended very well as a collective. There was times when even Antoine Griezmann was getting back and defending. You know, they kind of, I just thought they defended so well. So, yes, it's going to be an interesting test against Argentina and kind of how they can deal with that. Um, but, yeah, I, I think Argentina are going to have to be at their very best if they are going to break down this um, this French team. Because I think defensively, maybe there have been question marks over them. But for me, I still think they're fantastic. So, um Yes, I, I do think uh, this is going to be a really interesting battle. And I said, Argentina, going to be interesting to see whether they can break them down. Right, let's leave the semi-finals behind now. We're going to focus on those outright markets again. First up, the golden boot. So, Craig, last time, Kylian Mbappe was 1-2 on. He's not scoring two matches and the market has changed in favour of Lionel Messi. The Argentine is now 10-11 to 11 to come out on top. Do you think this is a fair price? Yeah, and I think it's just sort of based around the... The fact that in the last couple of games we've we've seen we've seen teams slow down Mbappe a little. I thought England did a almost great job on on him and keeping him at bay for for most of that ninety minutes we played. But when you look at the flip side, that's not been done to Messi at all in this tournament. And some of you out there who's listening will think that that's just because he's too good, and others will think that that's because the opposition haven't really had the defensive players to do it. But whichever way you go. Assuming that you're of the opinion that France defence can be got at a little, which I do think they can, he does look far more likely to score than Mbappe at the moment. And when he's not scoring, he's also heavily involved. And, and the assist for the third goal on Tuesday night, when he sort of ran down the wing, that was absolutely incredible sort of vintage Messi and, and something that everybody should should watch. And, you know, it's a privilege to watch him do that still at this age. Um, so I don't think he's lost it in any way. Um, I think the golden boot winner often picks up goals in the group stage, which Mbappe did, and, and that's where he's got his goals from. As you mentioned, he's, he's, he's not scored in the last twice. Um, but he seems to be a player who's slowing down and who other teams are getting wise to, whereas Messi seems to be picking up. And he's growing into the tournament and he's growing in, in confidence and he's, he's becoming a better player for it. And his best games have been the past couple of games, whereas Mbappe's been fairly quiet in the past couple of games. So I suppose if I'm picking one, then then I can see Messi getting plenty of joy against France on Sunday. I, th I do think he'll score. Um, so so I would be going down on the side of Messi, yeah, just, just based on that, really. Well, Jamie, in terms of Mbappe, it does seem as if the boot is on the other foot. He's now 21-20 to 20 to finish as the tournament top scorer. Is there the value or has the price lengthened for good reason? Yeah, I think this is going to be a really interesting one. Um, I think a key matchup in this game will be um, Mbappe going up against Molina. Um, now, Molina, he's more of an attacking fullback, and maybe defensively there could be question marks over him. So I think that that could be an interesting area of the pitch. Um, so he's certainly going to need help from some of the midfielders with, you know, the likes of DePaul or Paredes going to help him out. So I think Mbappe could have a bit of joy in this game. Another factor as well with, with Mbappe is, you know, could he play in a different position? We saw him move into a central position um, in, in that semi-final against Morocco. 
and he had a little bit more joy. France had a bit more success when Marcus Turam came and played on the left-hand side. Uh, I said Mbappe went into the middle. So, you know, there could be a case where France do change it up and um, Mbappe's down the middle and, and we could see him maybe, you know, Argentina have made plans for him being out on that left-hand side and... Um, you know, if he, he does play down the middle, that that could be an interesting factor. And that's where he does have a have a bit of joy there. But um, look, at, I think, you know, Messi as well. I can see both of these players scoring. Um, these two guys have just been fantastic at this tournament. It's no surprise to kind of see them both leading the way in the goal scoring. I think they've both had the similar case in where they have dragged their teams at times. You know, Mbappe, obviously, in the early stages, really stood up and, and made himself counted. Um, and then as well with, with Messi, I mentioned earlier, he's a guy who's kind of dragged this team. So it, it's going to be really interesting to see who does come out on top. Um, I mentioned earlier, I do think Messi just has the edge because obviously he does have those more assists. And um, I think he's going to score on the weekends. But I do also think Mbappe can score on the weekend as well. I said both of these guys step up when it most matters their their teams. And uh, I don't see them scoring more than, more than once though. So, you know, if they were both to score, obviously that would leave Messi... Winning it on um, winning it on the assist. So, uh, yeah, I think with my pick, I'm going to go for Messi. OK, if we look at the golden ball, Craig, Messi's odds have shortened to 1-5. to five. Can you see anybody else winning this award after his performance against Croatia? Yeah, I mean, just you, you were absolutely brilliant in that game against Croatia and sort of the, the main man who was pulling all of the strings and, and just doing general Messi stuff. You know, he's... he's we, we when we're watching him, we often forget that he is actually like knocking on a bit now. You know, he, he's he's coming towards the very end of his career. He's, he's nearly as old as me, and I'm very very old. Um, but that's you know, he's, he's he's still an absolute joy to watch. It's a pleasure to see him. The assist that I mentioned a few minutes ago, that assist that he did. There's a, there's a lovely angle on Twitter of him running with the ball from from pretty much pitch side. A fans took it, and and every single budding footballer out there should be watching that and seeing how he dribbles with the ball. He's got pace, he's got strength, he uses both feet, changes direction, speed, everything that you could possibly want from a player at his absolute peak. And, and he's doing this in his mid-30s. Um, so, so in terms of that performance alone, it's probably good enough to win it. The one thing I would say about this betting market is I don't personally think this will happen. However, if someone goes out there and scores a World Cup final hat-trick, does that sort of given them give them it just by default, really. So if, if Mbappé or Giroud came out for France and scored a hat-trick, would that, even if Messi goes out and scores himself, would that be enough to stop him from winning it? I don't think that will happen. I think he's absolutely nailed on to win this, even if Argentina lose. Um, but if Argentina win, then the whole fairy tale around Messi's first World Cup at his last opportunity means he's absolutely nailed on for me. Well, who knows? He could be winning the World Cup, the Golden Boot and the Golden Ball. What a unprecedented treble that would be. However, Jamie, you're still flying the flag for Antoine Griezmann, aren't you? That price has shrunk from 20 mm. to 8 to 1. Is it still tempting enough for punters or do you think Messi has it wrapped up? Yeah, I mean, I mean it is obviously an interesting one, you know, given that drop. But I think it was very much a sign of his performance against Morocco. He was he was fantastic in terms of did almost everything. You know, again, he's that, that heartbeat of this French team. Um, you know, kind of not only was he kind of pulling the strings and creating chances for France, but it was also kind of his whole round work as well. We saw him getting back in defence. I think um, Paul Pogba put up an image on um, on Instagram and kind of compared him to N'Golo Kante in terms of the work that he was doing. So it just shows you kind of how important he has been for this French team. And um, look, I think ultimately uh, this, this award's going to come down to who is the winner from, um, from the weekend. If it is France then I do think that Griezmann will win this award. I think that, you know, he is starting to get that recognition of how important he is for this French team. 
Um, I think Mbappe might just about miss out. Obviously, it would be unfortunate given how good he has been. Um, but then, you know, if Argentina to win, then uh, then Messi, is, as, as Craig mentioned, is, is nailed on to win this award. But uh, yeah, obviously, eight to one, I still think it's a good prize for me. I think France are still a very good side. I still think they've got a great chance of of going on to win this competition. Um, and if they do, I think Griezmann will be the winner. But look, I think if, if you do fancy Argentina, then uh, Messi has to be the pick. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. And again, it's just so difficult to kind of call that winner. So again, difficult for me to kind of predict who's going to win this golden ball. But yeah, Griezmann certainly deserves that recognition. Now, there's also the small matter of the Golden Glove Award. Craig, Dominic Livakovic has gone all the way out to 6-1 to one after that defeat to Argentina. Do you think the ship has sailed there? Yeah, you know, I still think this goes to one of the two beaten semi-finalists, really, unless we have some kind of incredible match-winning performance in the final. And I still think it would probably take maybe the final to go to penalties and one of the two goalies to, to, to save maybe two, three, four penalties for them to even have a chance in this. Uh, Livakovic has done enough to still interest me. Uh, I'm surprised he's gone out so much in the betting. Obviously, the one thing about Morocco is that They've been known for their defensive play throughout. They've got to the semi-finals, first African team to get there. They've done it on the back of numerous clean sheets. And yes, it was like a, a collective defensive performance. But do does the people who decide this tournament uh, trophy just give it to the team who's got the best defensive record as a sort of nod to the goalie and other players as well, which which obviously would would bring the uh, the Moroccan team into it. Um, yeah, I, don't, I do think it's down to Croatia and Morocco who gets this award. I don't think either of the two uh, finalists will get it. But I just think that Livakovic is, um, is, seems quite big in the betting for me, given given the fact that he sort of took his team through on the back of two penalty shootout wins and, and played well, obviously, uh, numerous other occasions in the tournament. But Jamie, in terms of the market, it's actually Bono of Morocco who's now favourite 6-4. to four. It does show this market's rather volatile. So would you be backing him or one of the two World Cup finalists? Yeah, do, do you know what? I'm I'm with Craig on this one. I think it's going to come from either Croatia or, or uh, Morocco, this winner. And for me, I can see why Bono is now leading the way. Um, I think with this one as well, uh, you know, as you said, at six to five now, that value has probably passed. Um, I think regardless of, of kind of Sunday's result, I think the winner will come from one of the, you know, Lovakovic or Bono. I think they've been fantastic kind of throughout the tournament. Obviously, their penalty heroics as well, both involved in in plenty of shootouts and, and done fantastically well. But look, I, I think with, you know, with Bono and, and, and Morocco, they've just kept so many clean sheets. And, and that, that's probably the big factor that will probably swing it in their favour. Livakovic, obviously, it'll be so harsh after how good he has been this tournament. But yeah, obviously losing 3-0, giving away a penalty, that might just, that for me, probably just tips in Bono's favour. Um, I said Morocco, kind of a big thing has been made of how good they have been in defence. And uh, I think FIFA will, or whoever's picking this award will kind of recognise that, how good they have been. And uh, I think Bono will be the winner. But look at 64, as I said, I think the, the value's probably gone here. Right, we're going to go bet building once again. And of course, we're focusing on Sunday's main event between Argentina and France. Let's see if we can end the World Cup with another winner. Which means, Craig, you're up first. I'd like the anytime goal scorer from you, please. Yeah, I'll apologise in advance for being a little boring, but uh, Messi and Harry Kane were the last two picks and they both come in. So I'll stick with the boring method for now. And I'm going to pro Lionel Messi again to score anytime. He's 7 to 4. Uh, comes here in excellent form, as good as we've seen from in, in the tournament, probably as good as his play for the last couple of years as well. Uh, just like the rest of the Argentinian team, he's sort of peaking at the right moment. His best performances are coming in the games that's building up to this final. 
Uh, there's absolutely tons on the line for him here. I don't need to go through everything that he's got on the line. As you said, potential World Cup, Golden Ball and Golden Boot winner. And I hope he does everything that he, he wants to do and does it with a goal to get in the game to uh, give us our anytime pick. Lionel Messi at 7-4 to four for me. Fantastic, Jamie. The over-under on the goals, please. Yeah, well, look, we've obviously been raving about Lionel Messi. We've been raving about Kylian Mbappe. So two players that were on show on the weekend. We've also, again, just in that that previous segment, we're going on about how good Croatia and um, Morocco have been defensively. And uh, obviously France put two past Morocco. Argentina put three past Croatia. So I think there's going to be goals on the weekend. I think these two teams, packed full of quality, packed full of goals. Um, so I'm going to go for over 2.5 here. OK, I'm going to go for... More goals scored in the second than the first in terms of the half. So with this being the game that nobody wants to lose, I can see the first 45 minutes being something of a feeling out process. You can't win the game in the first half. You can certainly throw it away. If no or even one goal is scored before the break, I can see things starting to open up when the game becomes more elastic in terms of attack. And with that in mind, I'm back in the second half to have the most goals. Okay, then just to recap our three picks. We've gone for Lionel Messi to score any time. We've gone for over 2.5 total goals. I've gone for most of those goals to come in the second half. It's odds of 6-1, to one, which means you put £10 on the betting slip. £70 is the potential win. I hope it gets over the line for us on the World Cup final. I hope it gets over the line for you in this World Cup final. And let's talk about that game itself now. Because, Craig, both teams kept a clean sheet in midweek. Do you think this will be the case on Sunday? Or are goals going to be on the menu? No, I don't at all. I think we're going to have quite an open game and I think we're going to see quite a few goals as well. Uh, I think Argentina will attack. That's their style and that's the way that they win games. And there is, in my opinion, not a way that France will be able to keep a clean sheet against this Argentinian side. And, and you can clip that one up for later to make me look silly when, when they do. No problem. Um, both teams have got match winners. And at different parts of the game, they're going to lean heavily on them. They're going to be turning to their match winners in a bid to win it. Um, the over-under line on this here is favouring under for the goals, which, which really surprised me. I think I think there's far more chance of over. The over six to four and the unders eight to fifteen, and I just sort of can't see either keeping a clean sheet. And and, and ultimately, I, I do think there'll be a winner in ninety minutes, which which sort of automatically puts it as the over. So the the betting sort of really threw me when I looked at this. I, I expected them to be the other way around. If I'm honest, I'm assuming most sort of the way trainer thinking from the bookmakers is that. It'll be a really quiet first half because, as you've sort of just mentioned in the bet builder section, um, it's, it's a game that nobody wants to lose, and, and that may start. But, but I ultimately think that both teams will look to their strengths, which is goal scoring, and, and could well come out flying. Or, but even if they don't come out flying for the first 20 minutes, I still think we'll see goals, plenty of goals, uh, sort of beyond that. Well, Jamie, in terms of the tactical battle, it's not going to be as simple as Messi versus Mbappe. Where exactly do you think the game will be won or lost? Yeah, look, I'm going to look at two key areas here for, for France and how Argentina are going to deal with them. Unsurprisingly, I'm going to mention this guy again, Antoine Griezmann, and of course Mbappe as well. Um, I mentioned a little bit earlier, I think that battle between Mbappe and Molina um, down that left-hand side of the pitch for France is going to be really interesting. I said with, with Molina, he's renowned for being more of an attacking fullback. Um, and a guy who, who who likes to get forward and maybe defensively, some question marks can be dealt, you know, can be hanging over him. So it's going to be interesting to see, um, you know, whether um, Argentina get another midfielder to go and help him out because I think he's going to need that help against Mbappe. Um, again, there might be the interesting factor of does Mbappe play down the middle and that might throw a kind of a spanner in the works for Argentina. Um, so yeah, that that's going to be an interesting factor. Then again, it's you know Antoine Griezmann's going to be the other player and how they deal with him. 
I think one of the big mistakes that England made was maybe they allowed him to have too much of an influence on that game and, and maybe there was too much focus on Mbappe. Um, you know, I think one thing that England should have done is maybe had a player like Declan Rice on him and maybe tried to be a bit nasty and, you know, tried to, you know, almost kick him out of the game, really. Um, I think with Argentina, they can certainly do that. They've got the midfielders that kind of have that nasty streak in them. Obviously, the likes of Paredes and, and Rodrigo de Poor are guys that, that, that will be capable of doing that. So, um, yes, I'm starting to sound a bit obsessed with, with Anton Griezmann, but I think that he's going to be the key to, to kind of stopping this French team. He is the heartbeat of that team. So if they can kind of cut off the supply to, to the likes of Giroud and Mbappe and obviously Usman Dembele, then um, I, I think that that will be really key for them. So that, that for me is going to be the key battle for them, how they stop Antoine Griezmann and how they deal with them, that left-hand side with Mbappe. So yeah, those, those are my two key areas that I'm picking. Okay, then as for the betting chat, at the time of recording, France are the narrowest of favourites. Craig, is this something you would agree with at odds of 7-4? to four? Yeah, I think the market's pretty much got it spot on to watch mo- most people will will think in terms of all three outcomes of very similar prices. Personally, I would have Argentina as slight favourites, but as you said, there's, there's the narrowest of margins between all three prices, and, and I do think that if you did sort of a straw poll of 100 people or whatever, then then you would see that that pretty much the the thoughts are, are even. So, you know, people think Argentina will win, people think France will win, and there's many people out there that think this will be a draw just because the two teams are, are so good that they can't be split. Um, I, I, I do think Argentina will win this game, but let's just make the point here that if you add in the likes of Benzema, Pogba, Kante and the other sort of French injuries that into this squad, then I, I think we, we've sort of seen what France have done without them. And I think it's, it's a fair bet to say that they maybe are the best football team in the world at the minute, it seems. Uh, they, they've, they've done exceptionally well while missing some key players. But I will keep coming back to their defensive line and, and I do think that they can be got at. And England got at them and I, I think we played well, but I don't think we were at our best. Morocco caused them problems, and Morocco, for all their defensive abilities, are not the best team going forward. And I just think that Argentina offer a lot more, and, and they're going to cause the French even more problems. So, it, so the way that I'm going with this is, I think it'd be a very close game. I think both teams will score, but ultimately, there'll either be that little bit of quality from one of the Argentinians or there'll be a defensive lapse from one of the Frenchmen, and that'll be the difference maker in this game. Um, Argentina started slowly, but every single game they have moved forward, and their best performances have come in the knockout round, and I don't think you can make that case for France. I think France have been okay in the knockout round, but the way that they dazzled us early on in the group stage, I don't think we've quite seen that from them since. Um, Argentina to win in 90 minutes is 9-5 to at the minute, Slightly, slightly better than odds than what the uh, the French are. Uh, that will be my pick in the game. Argentina to win. Now, Jamie, when all three values in the three-way market are more than evens, does that suggest that the value pick is actually backing the 90-minute draw? Is that something that you'd be looking at before Sunday? Yeah, well, look, considering that I'm kind of struggling to really back a winner here and, and, and deciding who I think is going to win, I think that maybe that, that, that draw across 90 minutes might be the way to go. And um, I do like that because I think that this game will go to extra time. I think it'll be a case of where both teams do cancel each other out. But yeah, I, I just think it's so tricky to call because for me, I'm, I'm, I'm totally with Craig. I think France are the best team in the world. But I think there's also the factor with Argentina that, you know, as, as much as I've kind of seen them and, and been underwhelmed by how they performed, 
there just seems to be that desire and that that passion to kind of get over the line. And I said they've really got something to fight for. And, uh, you know, not only are they fighting for a, a country who's very passionate about the World Cup and winning the World Cup, Obviously, it's been a long time since this, this nation's last won this trophy. They've also got this guy who's got this last opportunity to really cement his place as, as the greatest of all time. So you've got that desire from the Argentinian side, maybe, maybe where they aren't the best team. So it's it's such an interesting matchup and uh, so difficult to call. And uh, yeah, I, I think this is probably the way to go. A draw in 90 minutes because... I think it's it, again. It's going to come down to both teams maybe cancelling each other out in, in kind of their quality. Um, so yeah, it's, I think it's going to be such an interesting game to see which way it goes. But uh, yeah, I think I do like the look of a draw in ninety minutes. Craig, you may have alluded to it earlier in the bet builder, but I'll ask again anyway. You can get Lionel Messi at seven to four or Kylian Mbappe at nine to four to score in ninety minutes. Are you backing either of those? Yeah, so it's a yes for Messi and a no for Mbappe for me, and we'll we'll sort of take them both separately. So with Messi, it's, it's pretty much a case of just sort of repeating what I've said already about him. He's, he's arriving in great form. He's scoring. He's also providing goals for other people. He's, he's at the heart of, of this sort of Argentinian attacking force at the minute. Uh, the stage is set for him. Not only could he win his World Cup, first World Cup, but to do it at the last chance that he's got, he could go out as a golden boot winner. He could go out as a golden ball winner. Uh, I just think that he could also deliver a massive, massive performance and one that we'll be talking about for years. And he just sort of strikes me as that player that when the stage is set for him, he generally sort of does deliver and does come up with the goods. Uh, I really, really hope that he does deliver on this day uh, and I would love to see him win a World Cup. So with Mbappe, we've sort of, we've seen teams try and mark him out of the game and they've had some success. I think England did, did it relatively well, to be honest with you. But I think France have, in many ways, used that to an advantage. And sort of Griezmann, who, who Jamie keeps alluding to, is one of the players who's really taken advantage of that. And, and I just think that, in some ways, France are allowing Mbappé to be marked out of the game because they see where they can get the advantage elsewhere. And other players have got more room than they would usually get. So I do think France have got a chance to win this. And Mbappé, to a certain degree, will be marked out of the game. But France won't mind it because of everybody else who's around him, which sort of takes him away from being the centre of attention. And, and for that reason, I don't think the odds on offer are quite good enough for him to score a goal at any time. Just because, in many ways, if he's dragging two players to them to him, as we've seen over the past couple of games, whether it's been Dembele, Giroud, Griezmann, whoever, there's so much room for them that France are actually using the tactic against Mbappé as, as a strength for themselves and sort of taking themselves forward on the back of that, but just with other players. So both are absolutely fantastic players and I hope both have great games. I just feel that Messi's at the centre of everything and will be, whereas Mbappé, France are moving away from him because of the attention he's getting. So I, I'm sort of less inclined to back him just because the odds don't really reflect that. They reflect what his normal chances would be if he's not being completely marked out of the game. Then again, Jamie, you could combine them both on a bet builder and get somewhere in the region of 8-1. to one. Would you fancy both players to score in such a showpiece event? Yeah, do you, do you know what? Kind of that price as well. I, I do like that. I mentioned in in kind of the semi-final preview that I did think that maybe both might kind of have uh, limited opportunities because teams are going to put plans in place to kind of stop them. That was obviously the, the kind of the case with Mbappe, but with Messi, again, for me, I, I do think it is... I think you can put any plans in place to kind of try and stop Messi, but I just think he is too good. We saw Guardiola, a £90 million defender, kind of getting turned inside out by Messi... I think these two guys just do seem to step up when the teams need them the most. And um, look, I think as well, teams 
you'd surely think that Argentina will now kind of cotton on to the fact that, you know, Griezmann's getting more space and we're all now talking about other players. So, you know, they might look to kind of put now plans in place to, to look to stop other players. So I think Mbappe could have opportunities on the weekend. I said that battle between him and Molina is going to be really key. I think Deschamps after the game as well spoke about how, you know, when he switched Mbappe into the middle and had Turam uh, on the left-hand side, then France had a bit more joy. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see kind of how they use Mbappe, whether they use him in the left, whether they have him down the centre. So I think that maybe that changing kind of approach from Argentina to look to stop other players as well could, could help Mbappe. But look, I said both team, both players have stepped up when their teams need them most. They're guys that step up regularly for their teams at club, uh, club level as well, you know, when they need them the most. So um, I think at eight to one, I, I, I do really quite like, like that prize because I think both, both players will step on from the weekend and score. Yeah, I'd have to agree. It's really tempting, that one. I think I might have a bit of that myself. But, Craig, the half-time market could see plenty of ebb and flow in terms of half-time, full-time and the outcome. Could you envisage one team going ahead at the interval to then not win at 90 minutes? Or will the team that gets ahead at 45 have the job done at the final whistle? Yeah, you know, it's the sort of the draw at half-time in whichever way has, has been something that many people have, have spoken about all tournament. And, and the stats back it up has, has been something that you should be looking at. Um, I've, I've used it myself on many occasions, but I'm going to switch paths here and I'm going to go with it. Argentina half-time, Argentina full-time, which is available at 15-4. to four. Um, As I sort of mentioned, I do think this will be an open game considering it's a World Cup final. I think there'll be plenty of scoring chances. I do think more of that will come in the second half, but I just get the feeling that Argentina might be able to get ahead in the first, uh, even though there's a lot of stake and, and they maybe will sort of slow down with the attacking just because they don't want to lose the game. Um I just think maybe sort of 10, 15 minutes of caginess and then open football. Argentina to nick one and an absolutely great second half with even more goals. But ultimately, Argentina coming out on top. So, yeah, it'd be Argentina half-time, Argentina full-time for me. OK, then, Jamie, the 0-0 draw at half-time is also something to consider in a game of such high magnitude. How does that sound at odds of 6-5? to five? Yeah, look, I'm, I'm really split on this one because I think in, in most finals you do see maybe cages, cagey approaches from both teams. But uh, I think with this one, you kind of look at how strong both teams are in attack. It's, it's just kind of difficult to maybe see a goal this first half. I think there is more than enough quality on the pitch, attacking-wise, for goals to happen. Um, again, it's, you know, those two guys, Mbappe and Messi, and that, that's kind of only the tip of the iceberg in terms of the quality that's on the pitch. So, um, yes, it, it does It does feel like that could be the case just because there's such so much uh, at stake. But, uh, again, just because I think the, the attacking quality of both teams uh, is probably one I'd look to avoid. Right, on the flip side, Craig, you could just as easily see the game open up in the second half. So, with that in mind, how does both teams scoring after the break at odds of 11-4 to four sound to you? Yeah, as I've sort of said, I, I do think there will be a first-half goal. I don't think this will be nil-nil at half-time. But the, the, on top of that, I do think that this game will be even more open, more scoring chances and more goals, ultimately, in the second half. I, I do think that's when both teams will score. Yeah, I, I do actually quite like this as a bet. And it's it's when I'm certainly going to look at it. I've not looked at it until I've seen this today. Um, but I'll definitely be looking at it. The, w the way that I see things is that at some point, someone's going to have to chase the game. You know, it's a World Cup final. As soon as the opposition score... You've got to go after it. If it's France, then they take risks at the back, a, a line that I'm not 100% confident in. But they're also leaving fewer players at the back, to you know, which I'm hoping Messi can take advantage of. And if it's Argentina, then maybe that Mbappe man-marking plan goes out the window and they give him far more room than, than what they probably should. Both teams are capable of scoring plenty on the day. 
Uh, I think both teams will score in the game. And in the second half, we've got a game where, unless it's a draw and both teams are happy to go to extra time, someone somewhere is going to have to take a risk. And there's so much attacking talent on that pitch that I just... I just can't see a, a point where those risks are not maybe punished somewhere along the line. So, yeah, I definitely do think the second half is where the majority of the goals will be, if not all of them. Now, Jamie, we've not had a penalty shootout winner in the World Cup final since Italy in 2006. Would you fancy a spot kick winner of any kind or to 4-1? to one? Yeah, look, do, do you know what this one, I, I do sense we'll get the winner at some point during, obviously, normal time or extra time. Uh, I think this game will go to extra time. I, I said it's just because the two teams are so close in quality. Um, I think both teams with just so much desire to kind of win this game, um, I, I do think that would take us past the 90 minutes. But um, again, given the quality that's on the pitch, I think given the match winners that are on the pitch, I think we'll see a winner during 90 minutes or during the extra time. I think that will come during the extra time. I think Argentina will just about come out on top here. I do like the look of them winning um, in extra time at 11-1. to 1. I, just, I just think that they, they do have that extra desire. They've got something to really fight for and, and, and uh, you know, passionately hold on to. So, um, yes, I'm going to go for Argentina uh, winning in extra time at 11-1. to 1. And, uh, yeah, just on penalties, I think we will see a, a winner in, in one of those, those stages of the game. OK, then, before we move on any further, I'd like a correct score bet from you both. Of course, we're going to focus on that Argentina-France World Cup final. Craig, you're up first. What have you got for me? Yeah, I've decided to go out with a bit of a bang at the end of the World Cup here, Dan, and I've let the price half dictate where I'm going. I'm going with a 3-1 Argentina win, which is available at a massive 28-1. to uh, I can see Argentina taking the lead here. I, I do think they'll get ahead. France will score at some point. They're, they're a very good attacking team. Uh, Argentina get back ahead and then while France are throwing absolutely everything, the kitchen sink and everything to try and get a goal, uh, Argentina are just going to hit them on the break and get another late goal, which will uh, make it 3-1. So yeah, 3-1 Argentina to me, 28-1 to that is. A big start then, Jamie, what have you got for me? You're up next, what's the correct score? Yeah, look, I'm going to prove that my allegiances are certainly not with France. And I'm going to go for an Argentina win here. I'm going to go for them to win 2-1, uh, which you can get 11-1. to I mean, kind of almost giving me goosebumps already speaking about an Argentinian win because, you know, Messi is just a guy that I've always absolutely loved. He's always been, for me, the number one guy in world football. He's just been missing that World Cup. And to kind of see him finally win it would be just such a historic moment in football, really. So, um, yeah, again, it's... Such an interesting matchup. I mentioned earlier, I just think that France probably are the better team. I think they have been very good at this tournament. Obviously, some people might argue that case, but I do think they have been great. But uh, again, it just comes down to that desire of Argentina, which I do think will ultimately get them over the line. Um, and yeah, I'm going to go for a 2-1 win and uh, Messi to finally lift the World Cup. Fantastic. I'm going to go for a 90-minute draw. I'm going to go for 2 all between the two sides. odds of 18-1. to I mean... You look at the odds in a three-way market, the bookies can't split it. They know much more than you or I do. So why am I going to be different and think, do you know what, either team's going to win? I'm going for the draw. You know, Messi versus Mbappe, great players on show. Both teams have got great defences, but they also could concede. You've got Lloris versus Martinez, also looking for the Golden Glove. There's so many fantastic subplots in this match. As Jamie says, I'm excited already. It's only Thursday at the moment, but you just look at it and think, you know, this could go many different ways. There's many different variables, but I just can't see it getting a win over 90 minutes. I feel it's going to need extra time, probably even penalties. And I feel, luckily, we're going to be treated to plenty of goals. This isn't going to be a dour draw by any stretch of the imagination. This is going to be an entertaining clash. They played four years ago in Russia 
in the group stage, sorry, not the group stage, the round of 16. That was a seven-goal thriller. We won't be that lucky, I don't feel, in um, Qatar on Sunday, but I'll take four goals, split between the two. I'll take that two all at 18 to 1. And of course, check out freebets.com for the latest offers and enhanced odds from all the leading bookmakers. Right, let's quickly mop up the third place playoff now on Saturday. Craig, this game is always considered a bit of an afterthought. Is this one grabbing your attention or is it back to the wonderful world of the EFL for you? Uh, no, it's definitely back to the wonderful world of the EFL. <laughs> and I'll be uh, sat on Saturday at three o'clock watching Barnsley beat Burton Albion 3-1, which is an official correct score tip if it, if it comes in. And if it didn't come in, then we'll just forget about it. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, it's not a game that excites me in, in any way. The only one thing that I would say about this game is that maybe for the first time in a few years, we've got a team there in Morocco who I genuinely believe will go out and try, really try to win this game. And third place at the World Cup means a massive amount to them. Whereas I think other games in the past few years and Croatia, this Croatian team, for example, have not really taken it seriously and they've not really valued coming third in the World Cup. I do think... The fact that Morocco will want to win or will want to finish third and have the sort of plaudits of, of being there and setting that bar for African football does make it slightly more interesting than what it normally would be. But I'll still be at Oakwell watching Barnsley. Top man, Jamie. When it comes to the third place playoff, is it a game we even need? We don't have it in the Euros, for example. So would you advocate silently killing this game off? Yeah, I mean, look, obviously, it's something that is quite unique to the World Cup in kind of having that that um, third place. Um, but look, I think it does also offer some reward to, to two nations that have come so far in, you know, not only getting to the tournament, obviously qualifying for it as well, and then and then getting to this, this stage of the competition. So, yeah, I, I think the 2018 edition obviously showed why it does can be at times be a bit pointless. We obviously saw England and Belgium competing it out. It was two very heavily changed sides. Um, but I think this year obviously offers a great opportunity for both Morocco and Croatia. I think, you know, I wouldn't write Croatia off totally as well. I think they've got something to fight for as well. I think they'll be up for, for kind of getting a medal. But look, obviously in most sports as well, you you do have three sets of medals. And uh, so why not at the World Cup? So, um, yeah, but I, I think for both teams on the weekend, I think there's a lot at stake. I think, you know, just kind of so much to fight for with that third place spot. I think it would mean so much to both teams. So, I think, you know, this year, it's certainly a good thing for me. Right, as for betting, I'll keep it simple and just get your take on proceedings for the 90 minutes. So, Craig, how do you see this one panning out in the three-way market? Could it be a tough one to read because of lack of interest for the players? Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing to say is that anybody who is having a bet on this game, I think I would highly like, highly inform you to wait until two o'clock and um, to see what the teams are and to see what teams have been put out by both of these, just so you can have a way up as to if one's rested more than the other or, or whatever. In terms of the betting market, it's pretty even. There's not much between them. Croatia are 27 to 20. Uh, the draw's 12 to 5 and Morocco are 2 to 1. Just in terms of what I said earlier on, without really knowing the teams, I personally just feel that Morocco have got a bit more incentive and a bit more to play for here. And ultimately, in a game that's for third place that, let's be honest, nobody really wants to play in anyway because they're all, they've all like sort of three, four days, wherever it is, since they've missed out on playing in a World Cup final. And that that takes longer to come back from. You know, it's it's no sort of criticism on the players that they're not going to be up for this when they've just suffered the heartache of uh, missing out on a World Cup final. Just purely based on the fact, I do think they've got a little more to play for. I would back Morocco at 2-1. to one, um, But sort of massive caveat, I wouldn't put a bet on until I saw the starting lineups. 
And if I was putting a bet on still at that point, it would only be a small one just because you've no idea what sort of frame of mind these players are in. Jamie, same question to you. How do you see this one panning out? Is it enough to grab your interest from a betting point of view or are there far too many variables involved? Yeah, well, look, I mean, maybe where, where I said in the, in the final, I think, you know, you've got one team where I do think there is a kind of a standout team in, in France and you've got Argentina who, who are fighting to win something. I'm going to go in the opposite direction here. And I do think it is a similar case as well, where maybe you've got Croatia, who I do think are the better team, but you've got Morocco, who are going to be absolutely desperate to get that third place spot. It's, you know, it's obviously historic. They got to that semi-finals anyway. But to get that third place medal would, would be amazing. But uh, I think what could be key is just how kind of how crushing that defeat was against France. And I think they've also had some key injuries. You know, we, we saw obviously Roman Saiz, um, you know, he was struggling at times. We saw um, obviously other defenders as well from Morocco. They, they were struggling with injuries. So, yeah, I, I think just because I think Croatia will just will be uh, the fresher of the two teams, I think they'll be slightly better prepared. Obviously, they've had that extra day, which which could maybe play a factor as well. I think for Croatia as well, that you know, still something to fight for. I still think they'll want to create a bit of history. Obviously, give Luka Modric a guy who's you know produced so much for for Croatian football. They'll want to give him a big send off as well. Which for me. Felt like quite a big event, him going off in, in that semi-final. It kind of felt like a real end of an era of, of a fantastic generation of football. Luka Modric has definitely been involved heavily in, in this unbelievable generation of footballers that we've seen. And uh, I think they'll want to give him a big send-off. So, um, yeah, just because I think Croatia will be the fresher of the two teams, um, I don't think their ageing legs will, will come into a, a factor here. Um, and uh, I, I, I think they'll just come out on top here. And of course, check out freebets.com for the best insight and betting tips ahead of this weekend. OK, it's our final bit of business. It's not the odds on threefold in this show because we haven't got enough matches. However, we can do the Croatia Morocco correct score instead. So, Craig, what have you got for me? Yeah, I've had to go with something at double figure odds here just because it is a game where there's so many variables and you're not really sure what's going to happen. So I've gone with a 2-1 Morocco win, which is available at 11-1. I do think Morocco will play a bit more expansive in this just because it's the third-place game and they've, they've nothing to lose as such. So it wouldn't surprise me if we saw a slightly different Morocco team, one that created more chances uh, and one that wasn't as sort of defensively sound. So, yeah, 2-1 to Morocco. As I've said, if, if you are having a bet in this game, then I would definitely wait until uh, the teams are out. But I do think that of the two, Morocco has more to play for, both in terms of wanting to show how good they are at football and in terms of the sort of the African pride and wanting to set the bar as being third place team in the World Cup, first African team to do it and sort of say to the rest of them, come on, see what you can do. So, yeah, 2-1 Morocco, 11-1 to for me. OK, then, Jamie, what have you got up your sleeve? Yeah, I'm going to go for a 2-1 win for Croatia. Uh, you get that at 9-1. to um, I just think that given how much Morocco have, have kind of had to produce in this tournament... Um, and, you know, how far they have come. I think it's been an amazing achievement. But I think, again, this might be kind of one step too far for them in terms of, you know, they've expended so much energy. Uh, I think that might come into play on the weekend. And, uh, yeah, I think Croatia will just about come out on top. And I'm going to go for them to win 2-1. Fantastic. I'm going to go for a 1-0 win to Morocco at 10-1. Similar thinking to Craig in the sense that I think a third-place finish means a bit more to Morocco than it does to Croatia. Croatia obviously got to the World Cup final four years ago. They've had the real taste of a final. This feels like a bit of an afterthought. Yes, there is that Luka Modric component in trying to give him the best possible send-off, but I feel we had the, the big send-off in midweek. So whether he actually even plays, he might just have a cameo role, I don't know. Again, it all depends on the lineups. So Whereas Morocco, they've made history already. 
the shackles will probably be removed after the defence was breached at the, in midweek. So you're kind of thinking, as Craig says, a different kind of Morocco. I just feel that, yeah, they've got a bit more to play for and just kind of really wrap up this 2022 World Cup. Whereas Croatia, I'd imagine the players are thinking, oh, do you know what? I could do without this game. We've, we've been here before. We've got further. So it's not as appealing. And I feel Morocco have still got that kind of new novelty towards it and thinking, oh, wow, actually third place in the World Cup. Imagine that. You know, we can make true history. So I think that's where I'm going to go for the Atlas Lions rule once more as they win 1-0 on Saturday. Right, that brings us to full time. So I just need to do the admin before we wrap up. With the World Cup coming to an end, we return to our usual Wednesday schedule from next week. As mentioned before, if any of these bets take your fancy, make sure to visit the free bets website. And now I just need to thank my duo of top guests. Craig, thanks for joining me this afternoon. I hope you enjoyed that one. Yeah, thanks very much. And hopefully this World Cup final lives up to the billing. It should be an absolute cracker. Uh, let's hope we get that on Sunday. Absolutely. And Jamie, thanks for your time and sharing your betting insights with me. Yeah, well, good. Thanks, Dan. And, uh, you know, obviously been an amazing kind of month of football, watching some great games at the World Cup. And, uh, yeah, obviously it kind of comes to it comes to conclusion on the weekend. But I think it's going to be in really exciting circumstances. I think France versus Argentina is going to be an amazing game. I think all of us, you know, as much as we wanted England to win, maybe for me there was a case of France. But I, 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 for me, it's it's got to be Argentina to win it. And I think everyone wanted Lionel Messi to win it if, if England couldn't. And uh, I really, really kind of hope he does get the job done. I think it would be an amazing piece of history in kind of football. Um, so, yeah, I'm hoping he does get up the line. And uh, But I think it's going to be a, a really good game. Vamos Argentina. Right. Cheers, guys. And also to listeners out there. And with that said, it just leads me to say that my name's Dan Tracy. This is the Odds On Podcast. And until next time, goodbye. Thank you.